Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a complement to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available in stores including Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation by first getting our financial house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. Now more than ever, we must grow our wealth, follow our passions, live with compassion, and find a way to achieve a personalized version of the American dream. Just as it has been in prior generations, the ideal of the American dream is being challenged, not just because of the novel coronavirus pandemic, but because of the callous murder of a fellow black man, George Floyd, that we all got to see. The example of his abuse, and that of many others, cuts through the core of the American dreams I have believed in all of my life. I have a persistent belief that all are created equal, worthy of respect, deserving of opportunity, and the ideals of the American dream live inside all of us. I thank you for supporting dreams, your dreams, by listening to this podcast. The purpose of this content is to educate listeners and for them to inform others. In my business life, my wealth management firm collaborates with many experts. Together, we transform regular investors into patriarchs and matriarchs of their families and their communities. This episode features some of that expertise. Please send your feedback to jason at jasonhowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, just go to jasonhowell.com. This episode and others in this series is a transcription of the monthly letter to stakeholders I write for our clients and our broader community network. We all have a stake in the health of the planet, the economy, and our fellow neighbors, rich and poor. I hope you enjoy this brief letter and feel empowered to go to jasonhowell.com blog for additional insights, episode links, or just to contact us. Economic news has been flooding the cable channels over the past few weeks. In today's letter, we'll discuss how shareholder activism, modern monetary theory, monumental technology legislation, and Bitcoin as a currency for El Salvador matter to you. Okay, there isn't room for a lot of detail, but follow the hyperlinks over at jasonhow.com blog. Mayday. May 26, 2001, 2021 was an historic day. As reported by Politico, a lot happened in the space of a few hours. Before I share what, it's important to underscore how. One of the lesser understood ways to invest with a conscience, quote unquote, is to participate in proxy voting. For those of you who own individual stocks, you'll receive an annual proxy in the mail to vote on seemingly mundane things like members of the board of directors, for example. If you're like most people, you don't imagine your vote will count 
and you throw away the paperwork. If you're like active investment firm Engine One, yeah, that's their name, you purposely buy stock to vote on those proxies and make change. Engine One purposely recommended and secured two seats on ExxonMobil Corp's board of directors. This was to help force a transformation of Exxon's business away from fossil fuels. This kind of board member replacement does not happen often. On the very same day, Chevron Corporation's annual meeting suffered a topically similar response from a shareholder resolution. This was to cut greenhouse gases. The measure passed with 61% of the vote. Amazing. Shareholder activism is also done through large fund families like BlackRock and Vanguard, though typically in secret. Both have vowed to become more transparent. We at Jason Howell Company value their low fees and historical performance, but will continue to monitor their activism, or lack thereof, on your behalf. Bitcoin and El Salvador Bitcoin was invented by an anonymous person or persons in 2009. It is founded on the idea of creating a peer-to-peer electronic cash system that could one day be cheaper and avoid the control of a central authority, i.e. the government. Right now, it isn't that. Over the past couple of years, there has been a growing intensity around the debate over whether Bitcoin is a currency or an asset. The difference, of course, is whether it's a medium of exchange, like our fiat U.S. dollar, or a store of value, like gold. We know it is a digital asset and or cryptocurrency, but everything else, uh, who knows? Our COO, Doug Tease, is our resident digital asset expert, and he is currently becoming what's called a Certified Digital Asset Advisor, brand new credential. He may be able to better explain where the debate stands among the fellow professionals, our financial advisor group, but El Salvador has taken their position. They are the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender, so currency. One of the concerns with this cryptocurrency, as if the ominous moniker wasn't enough, is its growing use by criminals who seek to circumvent the law, which is kind of what criminals do. That didn't work too well for the colonial pipeline hackers, but it is typically rare to get Bitcoin back, which is what that one firm at Colonial Pipeline was able to do, uh, thanks to our U.S. government. Very rare. We are learning as much as we can here at Jason Hell Company about digital assets and the expectation, with the expectation that it will grow as a reputable asset, reputable asset class over time. If you have questions, just ask us. Okay, bipartisan technology legislation. Yes, there is something that's still bipartisan, competition. In this case, it's competition with the rest of the world, i.e. China, over semiconductors, quantum computing, and space exploration, not to mention artificial intelligence, and innovations yet unseen, quote-unquote. Our U.S. Senate passed the Innovation and Competition Act, 68 to 32, which is amazing, to spend nearly $250 billion on tech. Shortages in microchips have spurred inflation on everything from laptops to cars. 
We just don't make the right chips in the United States anymore. $54 billion of this bill aims to change that. National economics plays a critical role in our investment strategy for your portfolio, that is the portfolio of our clients. Though we have a lower domestic bias than most investment advisors, still half of the equity we choose for our models is U.S.-based. Our politicians agreeing on economics, on any kind of economics, is really refreshing. And in fact, it can be profitable. All right, modern monetary theory. You knew this was coming. I told you this in the preview. Here's a quote for you. Every deficit is good for someone. It's a quote directly from one of our advisor trade magazines. You don't care which one. New York Times bestselling author, economist, and academic Stephanie Kelton has written a book, The Deficit Myth, that's the title, The Deficit Myth, on this thing called modern monetary theory. The book argues that deficits can fight the inequality challenges we face, just as cutting taxes is a boon for the wealthier among us. We are seeing that theory tested with the Biden administration and its spending levels. Will it work? I don't know, but Ms. Kelton seems to think so. I'm currently reading her book amongst about five other books that I just haven't been able to finish, so I'll let you know afterwards how I feel about the entire idea and the thought and the philosophy. So far, it's pretty fascinating. One thing the political parties have in common is growing the deficit. So far, it has aided the stock market. So for you investors out there, congratulations. We hope that the growing of the deficit this time around bends the current K-shaped recovery where the rich get richer and the poor get poor. We hope that changes with some of this new kind of spending from the Biden administration. Lastly, from the stakeholder letter here in June, last week I hosted Gabe Risman, a Yale University grad, recent grad, who used his interest in, get this, computational astrophysics to explore dark matter, stick with me here, and build yourstake.org, Y-O-U-R-S-T-A-K-E.org. He's revolutionizing, revolutionizing data use amongst ESG, SRI, impact investors. If you want a link to the video, I'll put one in the show notes. Also, go to the website, jasonhowell.com blog to get the actual printed content of this stakeholder letter, and you'll be well on your way. But yourstake.org is a fascinating service. It's one that we're using at Jason Howell Company to help do some quality screens and, yes, some data analysis to pick the funds that we use for our clients and make sure that they're investing not only for profit, but also for the greater good for the stakeholders that they are. Okay, with that, I will end the stakeholder letter for June and yield the balance of your time. Enjoy the rest of your month. Monday, December 13th. End-of-year communications are almost always interesting if they are forward-thinking. We aim to be interesting at Jason Howell Company, so here are our thoughts on markets, economics, and our service to you in 2022. 
You cannot make a rational prediction about capital or housing markets without also discussing market indicators. Unfortunately, it is far too easy to write true or false economic narratives if you know a few fancy words. This is what used to happen at the car dealership when we were persuaded to buy add-ons like extended warranties or paint and fabric protection. We bought these stories until we learned not to online. Dealerships lost the benefit of asymmetric information theory, which suggests that one party, often the seller, has more important information than the other, often the buyer. We are sold narratives by our car salesmen, news sources, politicians, economists. Sometimes these narratives are true, sometimes they are misinformed, and sometimes they are lies. Since we work for you, we do our best to be informed and have aligned our incentives to tell the truth. There is one true narrative about the financial markets in 2022. They will be unpredictable. Since March of 2020, the Federal Reserve Bank and our federal government have added trillions of dollars into our capital markets and local institutions. With the recent history of the Great Recession as a backdrop, our institutions knew how to preserve economic markets, which is fine. But the lessons of 2007 and 2009 did not teach us anything about pandemics, about vaccines, variants, supply chain management, inflation, or the Great Resignation. We would have to go back 100 plus years to the 1918 flu pandemic to research how humans behaved economically to see so many dead, so many sick, so fast. Global supply chains just weren't the same back then. The U.S. dollar was not the reserve currency of the planet back then, and if we worked from home, it was on a farm. Now, with 12 letters after my name, I could spin narratives about why I believe the price of lumber means that the housing markets will be tough next year, or why the strong dollar means America's debt as an investment is still safer than the debt of other countries, and that's why rates are still low, or that supply chain issues will wane and cause a glut of inventory, which will eliminate price inflation, or it won't, and it will stay a while. But I won't spin those narratives into a prediction for one reason. The more I have learned is the more I have found there is to know. The United States economy is still the biggest, the most complex, and most profound in the world. Thankfully, there is no one factor that will tilt it in a good or bad direction. As our economy, capital, housing, and employment markets ebb and flow, both Doug T's, six letters and counting, by the way, after his name, and I will be there to steady your portfolio and reinforce your plan. According to events that happen, not events that talking heads predict, which hopefully is some comfort to you. Now, an update on the debt ceiling. It's not going to be a problem. In previous letters to stakeholders, we have explained the depth of importance that our government's self-imposed debt ceiling, quote-unquote, has on global economics. A bill to lift the debt ceiling will soon be sent to President Joe Biden's desk for signature, having passed both the U.S. and U.S. Senate, the U.S. House and U.S. Senate, in bipartisan votes. As a country, we will pay for our spending. <laughs> Woo to understand why this constant game of chicken gets scarier every time it's played, which worries me, 
Uh, consider that nuclear strategists believe that each side has to play more rashly to make it seem like they won't cave. Great article on, gosh, where was that article? It was in the Atlantic, so check that out. It sounds a lot like our regular politics these days. Uh, for now, though, crisis has been averted. An update on our services, of course, to our clients in 2022. Most every year, Doug and I take some time in January or February to host an all-staff retreat. Yes, for all two of us, uh, to see how we can grow our firm and improve our service to you. Last year, we skipped it as we continued to reinforce all the stuff that we were putting in place in 2020, including our reactions to what was happening and the stuff we started to do organically because of 2020. Next year, we plan to host our retreat and welcome ideas this time and comments from you for us to pour over. So email Doug at JasonHowell.com and we will hear some of your ideas, which will be, I'm sure, very interesting and insightful. Now on our side, for example, we plan to continue our minimum twice per year meetings with you, but are planning to schedule those earlier, like your dentist, but virtual, more informative and uh, less discomfort, hopefully. Also, Doug is going to help the firm lean into our philanthropic expertise and uh, has made a commitment to prepare for what's called the CAP, the Chartered Advisor in Philanthropy designation. I plan to increase our firm's understanding of structured notes, options trading, and sustainability analysis. We just need to have more dexterity and more sophistication on an ongoing basis with our investment strategy, and that is the area of the business that I hold up. So we'll see what comes up in our strategy meeting or retreat meeting in uh, January, early February. Again, if you have ideas, email those to Doug at JasonHowell.com. Otherwise, Merry Holidays, and I yield the balance of your year to you. Bye-bye.